Let's pray together. God, thank you for your word. Inspire us and speak to us by your spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I came across a new translation of the Gospels this week by Sarah Rudin. Uh, just a brand new translation made in 2021. And I wanted to just share a few verses, those verses from John chapter 1, verses 10 to 18 from this new translation. So let's listen to God's word. He came into what belonged to him, but the people who belonged to him didn't accept him for themselves. But to all those who accepted him, he gave the power to become, to be born, children of God. If they trusted in his name, these are the people who have been engendered, not in a blood relationship and not from what the body wants and not from what a husband wants, but from God. And the spoken word, the true account, became flesh and blood and built a shelter and sojourned among us. And we gazed on his splendour, a splendour that a father's only son has, full of joyful favour and truth. Johannes testified about him and shouted these words. This was the one I spoke of. The one coming after me arose before me because he first he was first at the head of me. Out of what fills him to the full, we have all been given a share. Joyful favour in exchange for joyful favour. The law was given through Moses, but favour and truth came into being through Jesus, the anointed one. No one has ever seen God, but the only born God who is in the Father's lap made the Father understandable. I love that imagery that the only born son of God, the only only born God who is in the Father's lap made the Father understandable. But we might ask ourselves, how could God come into the world that God created and the world not recognise him or know him or accept him? As John says in verse 10 there, John's gospel assertion that the world did not know him hits us hard. But what is it that blinds the world to accept God or to recognise God or to receive him or to know him? I suppose the answer to that is that we know that the answer is sin. It's sinfulness that disrupts our vision, people's vision. The great anti-apartheid Nobel Peace Prize winning Archbishop Desmond Tutu died last Sunday, as many of you will know. His life was a great example of what it looks like to follow Jesus. And here's a couple of things that he famously said. When the missionaries came to Africa, they had the Bible and we had the land. They said, let us pray. We closed our eyes. When we opened them, we had the Bible and they had the land. A quote which I suppose helps explain how greed and ambition can blind us to God's way and inhibit the coming of God's kingdom on earth as in heaven. And here's another quote. He said, religion is like a knife. You can either use it to cut bread or stick it in someone's back. Jesus came into the world 
to break bread with the world, to feed the hungry. And Desmond Tutu tried to do that too in his life. He was a good example at proclaiming the good news of rebirth in God, of becoming children of born of God, something that John in the Gospel connects with the divine word, the Logos, becoming human and dwelling in creation. As he puts it in John 1, 14, And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. And two verses before that, he says in verse 12, And to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God. In other words, people now have the power to know themselves as beloved children of God, filled with the Spirit of God, to live in the way of God. You have it within you to know that, to know yourselves as beloved children, to be filled with the Spirit of God and to live in the way of God. As Desmond Tutu said, we are made for goodness. We are made for love. We are made for friendliness. We are made for togetherness. We are made for all of the beautiful things that you and I know. We are made to tell the world that there are no outsiders. All are welcome. Black, white, red, yellow, rich, poor, educated, not educated, male, female, gay, straight, all, all, all. We all belong to this family, this human family, God's family. Something that Paul, writing to the Ephesians with the words, God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfil his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in in heaven and on earth. Everything brought together in that togetherness, that unity, that oneness. Paul declares in that letter to the Ephesians that those who do accept God have been blessed with every spiritual blessing, united with Christ, loved by God, their sins forgiven, filled with grace upon grace, showered with kindness, wisdom and understanding, with a hope of glory ahead. Now that's good news at the start of a new year that there is the certain hope of glory ahead. I wonder what difference knowing that might make to us as we wake every morning and remind ourselves of that hope. We are never alone. God is with us and God's spirit is the guarantee, the foretaste of that future glory, which strengthens us day by day. Jesus has made God understandable to us, shown us what God is like. Desmond Tutu, united with Christ, praised and glorified God with his own life. How might we use our lives in Christ to praise and glorify God? I finish with a final quote in memory of Desmond Tutu, a quote that describes how he attempted to use his life to tackle the root causes of the evils of apartheid and poverty. He said this, 
there comes a point where we need to stop just pulling people out of the river. We need to go upstream and find out why they're falling in. And so as we seek the kingdom of God in this new year, may we too always aim to get to the heart of the matter. In Jesus' name. Amen.